Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Evening Rush Nation, welcome to the IDT show with me, Nate Davis, and him, Mr. Brendan Veal. Hey, then, Bren, you happy with the old uh, the draft? Got over all of that? And, yeah. Uh, are you, yeah. Are you, you in your drafts now? Are you going draft crazy? Yeah, we're starting to starting to roll, isn't it? We're sort of you know we've got the best ball one kick off, and uh, yeah, so we can we can get down to sort of proper bit of fancy sort of draft business over the coming weeks, which yeah, I think that's what we're all really looking forward to. Um, but yeah, generally, um, yeah, good good sporting weekend. Went to King's Home Saturday, watched watched them put sixty four points on Bath, and then um, yeah, me and the wife went up to Goodison Park to watch a rather tense win for Everton against Chelsea. So watch the stadium go mad afterwards and. Richarlison's probably get, going to get a three-match ban for the end of the season for chucking that flare back into the stands. <laughs> I was sat there watching the celebrations. He launched. I was like, "No, what are you doing?" Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was kind of my weekend. Sort of busy, busy, but uh, but yeah. So um, anyway, down to business. So um, yeah, I suppose we better have a, a little chat about what happened uh, last last Thursday night. Stroke the rest of the weekend. Yeah. So, In, enjoy the enjoy the draft. I I I. I I love, I I love it. I love it. It's one of my favourite things of the year, really. But I, I mean, I don't know. That green room couldn't be any further away from the the main stage. I mean, geez, they just kept walking and walking and walking. I'm not quite sure about the, not sure about the hat thing with the mirror. I mean, that yeah. was that was it was all right, I suppose. But 
yeah, it just after a while you just think, God, bloody hell. But there were some good, there were some real good bits, some good good players, some good um, people presenting, I suppose, from yeah, that yeah. point of view. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't that impressed by Vegas as a whole. I was expecting a little bit more of a spectacle, and it didn't quite, I don't know, didn't quite, you know, really hit the notes for me. But there you go, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a funny place, but it's, it's all, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a big event, like you say, but Vegas is so... Vegas, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 supposed to be a, a sort of big song and dance event, and everything about Vegas is just so much more artificial than anything else in the states. And but they just didn't. That. I just thought it would be a little bit more. I don't know. Just it it it, it just false. There was a falsified nature about they put it together really quite quickly. That's what it felt like to me. It was like those those temporary walls that were put up where the players sort of like walk yeah, through. They, I just they, thought... They, they look. What looked like AstroTurf up the walls. It was like, well, we haven't got time to paint them, so whack some of that up there. Yeah, it looks all <laughs> a bit rushed, but anyway, they, you they know. They sat the TV crews right by the fountain, so where the winds blew in the wrong direction, everyone got wet, and the notes were blowing everywhere, and you're like... Yeah, I, I don't think you've really thought this all through, have you? But there you go. What um, did you think of? Uh, but what did you think of those those early picks? Did you? I mean, you know, I, I know we spoke last week, and uh, you'd you'd obviously jumped on the the noise that Trevor Walker was going to go first, and he did really because that was all it was. It was it was noise. It was the bookies' favourite. Um, you know, and I I I didn't disagree with your argument that you know Aidan Hutchinson was would you know should go off. One based on the fact that he can. Well, well, we'll touch on him in a minute, but you just, you know, the, I think the whole Trevor Walker thing, and there seemed to be all that disagreement in the Jags camp, who was making the pick, how much influence was was the head coach having, and the whole thing seemed a, a little bit disjointed. But yeah. someone obviously sort of made the call, and um, so no, it, it wasn't. It was I, yeah, all the noise. I, don't, I mean, look, I don't dislike it. I mean, he's a great, he's a great player, and I, I just, it, it just, just wasn't. Um, he wasn't number one for me, and then I know he wasn't number one for a lot of people. The people that are saying that now he possibly was number one for him, I'm not so sure. I believe them, um, but it's just you know it, it it is what it is, and they they always you know you've got these teams that do shock you um, now and again. I mean the Giants are, are quite notorious for doing it, but they weren't that shocking. This they actually, I mean, I I've got a couple of good close mates that are Giants fans and they were absolutely delighted uh, uh, and I I, I yeah. to go Thibodeau and then Evan Neal was yeah you know I was like yeah that would have been a perfect that would have been a perfect one-two punch that you could have had in yeah. that uh, yeah. group yeah. from and there's, there's a few teams I, I mean the Giants are one I, I liked you know I like the, the move they've made um, to, to come in and get Evan Neal um, yeah they, need, they needed it badly done well um you know, yeah. um, you know, IDP wise, you know, you're not, you're not, no, you're not going to see Source Gardner going off any of our sort of fantasy drafts that early, and, and for reasons we've discussed ad nauseum. Um, the Eagles like, you know, um, I like their first sort of pickup at, at sort of, you know, DC. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll talk about well, I'll talk a little bit about Nicobe Dean in a minute. Um, I spoke to loads of people when it comes to whether that, that said that predicted that the Eagles needed a, a linebacker and I was quick to shut that down and say, well, they do, but I just don't see them using those early picks on him. And they didn't. 
No. But they still managed to get the first or second best linebacker in the draft, uh, depending on your preference. Um, but, I mean, wow, that was an absolute shocker for me. And I, I'll go into some of the stuff why that we that we found out now or we, or we think we found out. But, um, but, yeah, that was a shocker. And the whole trade, I mean... I, we talked about it last week and I said we were excited. We were excited about the draft, that there's a lot of stuff that could happen and it didn't disappoint from the trading. Um, people moving around constantly up and down. Sometimes the, what made me laugh is the TV panels could not keep up with it. They could not keep up with what was going on. Um, no. And the, the AJ Brown trade was, well, I, I, I think I missed about three picks straight after that. I was just open mind yeah. thinking, oh my God, what does this mean? Especially like I'm a big I'm a big AJ Brown fan. And I've got him in quite a lot of leagues, and I still don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm really, really quite worried because it felt safe. You kind of knew the volume that you would get, and now you're um, oh my gosh, you've got to get behind. You've got to get behind Jalen Hurts and hope that he can he can deliver. And and service all these targets that he suddenly now has that he didn't have last year. Um, yeah, nice problem, nice problem to have. But yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, after the, I mean, the Evan Neal sort of, you know, after the Giants move, and then yeah, from from sort of round, picks nine, ten, like you say, it just it was trade it, people chopping and, and changing. Yeah. And um, so yeah, what, about, I, I, what was your feeling on the Q before we go de- defense mad? Um, what was your de- feeling on the QBs? I mean. Did you did you feel that actually sort of like common sense prevailed? That's what it, yeah. it felt like to me. I just thought, yeah, I, I think so because we touched on you know all the talk about um, you know well the Panthers you know could be the sort of first person. I I, I didn't see it. I didn't see him going from someone like no, Malik Willis. Yeah, um, I mean Kenny Pickett was nailed. It was the worst kept secret probably in the draft. Um, it was accepted. You know he's a Michigan boy. He was going to go to you know he was going yeah. to go to the Steelers. Um, and I so, love that. I love yeah. that. I think I think it works well, and it works well for for what the Steelers how they how they run their offense, and the fact that they invested hugely in um, in running the football last year, and and now they they've got a, a quarterback that they can rely on to to do the you know the the sort of simple stuff, not be too not be too yeah. overly flashy. Do your job, do it well. Hit your targets, um, you know, you know, and then, yeah, we'll we'll be in a decent place. And I think I mean, the, the one thing, although he's you know he's not going to be he's, he's he's in the most snaps, he's the most experienced, and that's what the Steelers need. They they don't need a project; they need someone that can come in, replace Big Ben. Um, anyway, slice. I know he's not regarded as the most elusive quarterback. Um, Got smaller Kenny. hands, smaller hands than me. No, yeah, I, don't, but, I don't think so. But uh, anyway, slice it. This, my concern with the Steelers is that O line still very questionable. So. Yeah. What you need, I mean, anyone's going to move better than than you know Big Ben. So anything from that perspective is going to be an upgrade. You just need someone with a bit of mobility to, yeah. like, say, to to try and get you know to try and hit those targets to to offload to Najee Harris to you know just yeah a bit of you know I, I still think they're very they're, a, they're in a big transitional period at the moment. The Steelers. Wow, wide receiver, wide receiver is um, really interested there as well, yeah. isn't it? With Pickens going there, and um, he's the other guy that went there as well. Not long after him, Austin, he went there as well. Um, yeah, I, and for me, that's uh, yeah, 
I think Claypool read it out, didn't he? Didn't he actually actually read one of the picks for which was a wide receiver for the yeah on day two? So that was yeah. that was quite weird. I, I think, I think um, whether they chuck um, you know that whether they, whether they chuck Kenny in to begin with or whether they tried sort of rolling with Mitch for a. For I a think team. they will. I, I think they might. Yeah, I don't think it would be any shot. It, like you say, he's got plenty of targets. Um, obviously, you know, Juju's moved on, but. I, I would a, do it that way, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Um, so wouldn't you yeah. do it that way? Wouldn't you? I, I would roll with him first because of the kind of guy that he is as well. It's not like yeah. you're. I don't feel like you're completely rolling the dice. So I mean, you put him in, see how he goes, and then you know you've got Mitch can come in. He, Mitch can do a job. He can definitely do a job, and you know he can put he can put pressure on quarterbacks. He's a bit, he's, he knows how to do that. Um, yeah. I think that's that's going to be what sort of Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin's thinking. So, um, no, I, I don't think anyone sensible really expected much to I'm happen not, with the QBs. So. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I sort of buy the um, you know uh, third round QB talk of saying, "Oh, that's it." Then third round QBs don't don't materialise. I get that if you're looking at all the stats. However, this draft felt a little bit different from that. It felt like. Um, teams were seeing how far they could push those quarterbacks back, if you know what I mean. They were waiting. And then the jostling sort of like, as soon, soon as one went, then somebody moved up behind to make sure that then they got, you know, you know what I mean? It was yeah. it was, it was was a little bit of cat and mouse going on. And I, I felt that pushed the quarterbacks, Malik Willis. Um, and uh, it was the other one, Sam Howell. Was it Sam Howell that came off round there as well? Um, and Matt Corral. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, there was the with those teams that need. I mean, it was a shocker for me that that Willis went to Tennessee, um, and I don't know what that. I I mean, I've just taken I've taken Malik Willis really early in one of my in one of my drafts, but I it's a superflex league. I have two questionably two starting QBs, and I need to just invest, invest, invest in QBs, and that's what I'm doing. And I know people say, "Well, it's not the greatest strategy," but I just I, I was actually stacked at wide receiver and I was looked at the running backs. Obviously Walker and Brees Hall have gone off early doors. And I looked at looked at the wide receivers and thought, I don't need I don't need a shot in the dark here on a well not a shot in the dark because they're very good wide receivers, but whether they'll actually get the wide receiver one job, you know what I mean? You're taking that punt. What I do what I would rather do is throw a dart at a QB at the moment. But anyway, yeah. Moving move, moving on from that, um, and all the the talk. I mean, it's driving me bloody mental at the moment. The um, God, a Twitter is just incredible. People are, you know, are, are, are saying so. They're so sure on various players at this moment in time, and they weren't a week ago. And now they've got a landing spot that they like. They're suddenly like, oh, he's. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Stick. Go back to what you said. Go back to the talent. Look at that. I just oh, I hate this part of like, you know, of people overvaluing the landing spot and forgetting that a player was picked in the second, third round and they will be they will be put in that status when they get into training camp. You know, they will be. They won't just be thrown straight into the mix because Dave said he's a great wide. Oh, you know. Oh, sorry, but there's just yeah. Anyway, so moving on. So what happened to me? Um, so straight after the draft, I got um, 
in with the um, Dennis Dino guys and all of, there was a big group of us um, and we drafted quite, God, I can't remember what time it was, but it was pretty much straight after day, yeah, so the, so, so the draft had sort of finished um, and we had a defensive only draft um, and there's some big names in there. I don't need to read them all out. Um, and we all, yeah, we, we started taking players off the board. And what we're going to do is I'm going to go through that draft, especially the, the top 10, quickly just go off that top 10. And then what we'll do is we'll talk about, we'll pick those those players. So in this draft, um, Kavon Thibodeau went at one, uh, Aiden Hutchinson went at two, Devin Lloyd went at three, um, Carl Hamilton went at four. Don't quite agree with that one, but whatever. Uh, Nicobe Dean went at five. Uh, Kalaftis went at six. Quay Walker went at seven. Uh, Lewis Seen went at eight. Again, don't quite agree with that because because they're DBs and it is bloody early to do that in for me. Trevor Walker went at, went at nine. Um, Boy Maffe went at um, ten. Uh, I'm not a big fan of his. Jermaine Johnson went at 11. Um, and I took Arnold Ebikete, um, pass rusher at Atlanta Falcons at 12, which is quite early, but um, I thought it was good value. Christian Harris, I just mentioned him. He went at 11, and I like Christian Harris. I think great landing spot for him at Houston. So what I'm going to concentrate is those sort of top, what we'll call those top six players that went off. Push Hamilton out, because I think that's too early for him. Um, but we're going to go Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, Devon Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, Kalaftis, and uh, I'll do a bit on Quay Walker. Only, only quick little five-minute sort of segments on, on on them all. I mean, you can if you want to talk, talk a bit longer on on ones you've got a bit more notes on. Brenna, crack on. Um, but yeah, I mean, should, should we start with off that list? Should we start with Thibodeau? Start a number. Yeah, well, yeah. Start start at the beginning. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, we we've. Talked a little bit about a few of these players before coming on. Um, Nate's already mentioned sort of the landing spot. Um, I I like this one. This is one of my favourites, definitely. Um, not just because of the player, but so I mean, let's touch on let's touch on the landing spot for, for each of them a little bit. But yeah. um, and what the you know what the teams needed out of the, out of this draft. Um, so you know the Giants came into this as sort of the twenty second ranked defense from last season. Um, far from the worst, um, but there were issues that, that definitely needed addressing. They've been weak against the run. The pass rush was poor, ranked 27th against the pass last season. Um, the edge options last season weren't, they were okay. They were fairly average. Um, so looking at, you know, um, as he's uh, Ojolari, finished linebacker 44. Rookie, um, good on, Yeah, only 21. So we've got to be fair to, to the kid. Um, and then on the other side, sort of Lorenzo Carter again. They had very similar seasons, um, finishing sort of LB44 and LB46, respectively. Numbers were very, very much the same. But the Giants team was crying out for a quality, you know, quality edge rusher, um, you know, more so than, than some other teams that people were banging on about the Lions being one of them who we'll, we'll touch on. Um, so, um, yeah, and I, I think he's a great fit for this, this Giants team. I mean, and I said to Nathan before we came on, I, I think he's he's perfect for that Giants fan base. Um, you know, a bit of a character. He could quickly become a cult hero there at, at sort of, you know, in New York. Um, you know, he's, he's quick, he's physical, he's got good balance, he's got good snap count anticipation. 
And if, if he hits the ground running and causes a, an early impact, these Giants fans are going to be right behind him. Um, okay, you know, some of the criticism says, you know, he's, a, he's maybe a little bit rough around the edges, maybe not quite, you know, um, maybe not um, not as quite as, as sort of ready to go as, as maybe an Aiden Hutchinson, or I know, you know, yeah. should, as they said, should go off one. But a bit of polishing, a bit of coaching, I think he slots in very nicely. Um the rookie we've just mentioned, Otilari, on the other side, uh, being fair, you know, he, as we said, he is just just a youngster. Um, we might see a bit more from uh, with those sort of two guys slotted in, maybe a bit more from the likes of sort of Leonard Williams. They've got a bit of a hole to plug with um, uh, Austin Johnson having gone to the Chargers. And then obviously behind that, you've got, um, OK, take right out of a decent sort of season linebacker, but you've got Blake Martinez coming back in, who's, who's the big sort of, you know... Wardrobe. Almost like, yeah. But uh, so, but those two sat behind them. And then, you know, even going further back, you've got, you know, Tubby McKinney, you know, mm. safety. So I I, I think it's, I think it's a great landing spot. I like the player. Um, I, I think the, the fans are going to love him in New York. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just see it being a really, really, really good fit. Um, and I think, you know, with him being a distraction, you talk about how it might impact on um, other players. You know, a youngster like Ojolari coming into his sophomore season, you know, mm. they're going to keep him thinking about it, um, you know, where the where the threat's coming from. Um, so, I yeah. guess, you, you know, you could see an uptick from, from Ojolari this season, maybe pushing into, you know, into that top 40, you know, top, top 30. But, you know, certainly you'll see progression from him. This season, yeah. so but yeah, I, I think Thibodeau sort of slots right in, hits the ground running. Totally agree with you. I think that Thibodeau is for me that kind of guy that has got it just oozes that personality, and I think that's where um, the Giants really lacked uh, just more leaders. Really, there's there was games where they just looked defeated pretty early on, where they all needed picking up. And sometimes you look across that, you look across the, the the players that were around and on that field, and I just felt at times it just need a personality, somebody that has got a bit of zoom about him. And I do think Thibodeau is that guy. I do think that he's um, it, people say a bit, a little bit light for an edge, and just a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think that, like you said, there's there's work to do there. He's definitely not a finished, polished hardcore. Far from it, but he's gonna. They've invested now. He's got that job. It's a good job to get. It's it's potentially that the Giants could become a really good defense, and he could be a, a part of that, um, and actually the main part of it. And I feel yeah. like, like you said with Ojolari, that there's going to be players that, that could really benefit from it. And it, talking about where his draft, it's interesting that that somebody's taking him off the off the board first. Um, not sure whether I would. Well, I know I wouldn't do that. I probably would go for Devin Lloyd um, from the linebacker stance, just because um, I feel there's a little bit more of a pocket of edge rushers, especially with these guys that have just come out. I think that there there will actually be quite a few. When when linebacker wise, not sure. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think is is deep, and I just feel that that Devin Lloyd is 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 going to be a real real big piece there for, for Jacksonville moving forward. But anyway, um, yeah, so Thibodeau, bang on. The next one up was Aiden Hutchinson. He went two in the draft and he went 
two on our on on our mock. Um, yeah, uh, just quickly, again, I said I've got no problem. I would I would have I wouldn't have gone Thibodeau before Hutchinson, and I would have probably gone like I said Lloyd in front of both of them. Um, just on, but that's the way I draft. Now between the top three there, though, all I would say was um, there's uh, for me not enough between any of them to be able to say he's your one, he's your two, he's your three. Would have not a problem any of them. One of those gonna, you know, uh, one of them's gonna have a better season than the other one, and that's that's the fact of it. There's not enough evidence or anything that 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 jumps out of you to say that that guy should be one, two or three, not in my eyes. So go on then, talk about Aidan Hutchinson. Yeah, well, I mean, a, a bit more of, uh, I think in most people's eyes, a bit more of a sort of finished entity. But, I mean, you talk about a team, You again, you go back to the landing spot, you talk about a team in need of, well, okay, Detroit, a team in need of lots of things. Um, and we've got to look at that, that sort of defence from last year. I mean, you know, 31st, 31st in points conceded, you know, 29th sort of yards per game. They they were giving up nearly 30 points a game, nearly 400 yards a game, um, and it, it was just a bad defense, really. Um, so, and they were 31st in in sort of pressures, QB pressures, and that's the one that sort of stands out when you're talking about you know why they brought someone like Aiden Hutchinson in. Um, I mean, they only managed 197 total QB pressures last season. Jesus Christ, Max Crosby alone managed 101. Um, and that's just one player. So, you know, they're, they're low down in sacks. So, you know, and you, again, I'll go back to looking at what they've currently got there and, and just you know, it's fairly self-evident that they were going to go for, a, for an edge um, with that, that early pick they had. Um, best of the bunch last season, Charles Harris, who you know, I think is all right. Um, you know, he's, and, he, and he is the best of the bunch, but, um, you know, he, but he didn't, going back to our mock draft, I mean, he wasn't anywhere near it and, and he wouldn't have been. Um, and that just sums up the problem that the, the Lions have got just in that one particular position. Mm. Uh, we finished up DL31 and outside that you've got Austin Bryant. Well, he's, he's just nowhere near relevant. Um, Aquarius so, back as well, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. he will be back as well. So I think they've got, I, I do think they've got a good, um, they've certainly got an upgrade on last season, potentially at this moment in time to say mm. that, yeah. And obviously with Hutchinson, the only thing that does concern me slightly is and again, you shouldn't you shouldn't do it because it doesn't. But if he is so much noise uh, around him, um, you know our our, our team's going to target stopping him over the you know over over the top. Put their put their absolute massive guy up against him constantly. You know just to yeah. just to try and I know I know that's like. It, it doesn't really it doesn't really play out like that, but that's the only concern that I've got with one with with Thibodeau. Um, yeah, you know, you, you you people will have to be aware of other players at this moment in time. Mm. With yeah, I, I, I agree, and it's um, I mean, you know, people have taken him because he's you know, he, everyone argues that he, he is sort of the, the most likely out of all those edges coming off the board last week to to hit the ground running. You know, he's 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 stubborn. He's got good hands. Um, I think that where the Lions will benefit is, um, you know, going back over what he's done so far in, in college. He seems very versatile. He's quite happy playing in different sort of fronts. You know, four, three, three, four. You know, he, he can, you know, he, he can sort of slot in and be quite adaptable. And, and as you touched on, if he's going to be targeted, maybe that's something the Lions might have to address early doors. 
They quite um, like mixing it up. They had no problem with me- mixing up all their schemes last yeah. year. So I mean, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what the what the Lions, you know, are, start to come come up with defensively as well around him. Because I mean, they're not they're not the worst. They're far from the worst sort of defense in the way that they the way they go about their business. Sometimes they can be very difficult. Yeah, and the thing is, is like in games as well where they they were already out of it. Um, they, they had some real random games last seasons on, on stuff. They this year they'll be looking for a lot more um, stability offensively as well. Detroit as a whole, and they should do because they've got a lot more weapons, hell of a lot more weapons. Yeah. Um, and and I think that, but it should all play in better for for Detroit just generally getting over that hill of being the sort of whipping boys and Hutchins is a great signing. Yeah, that. and I think he's and it it was it was a no break because as we said, I mean he's he's starting from a, a pretty high floor. I think everyone recognizes that. Um he may not okay, you know, you go back to sort of Trevor Walker and the Jags taking what some people perceive as a bit of a punt um because of his sort of raw athleticism and they're sort of banking on him hitting that, you know, the, those the, the heights that they they sort of you know uh, anticipate. But the Lions need someone in that line that is just going to hit the ground running in September, um, given, you know, give the offense yeah. something else to think about, you know, so it was, it was kind of a, yeah, I mean, it was one of those early picks that I think most people had fairly nailed on when you looked at the team and, and what was available to them. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Again, yeah, good fit, good pick. No problem with that. Okay. So what I'll do now, so the next one off was, is Devon Lloyd. Um, Devon Lloyd was, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sum up, I'm going to go through. I'm going to go through all three linebackers that I've got. So how um, I put together my linebackers pre-draft, as people might know, that I didn't do a massive amount pre-draft on players because I'm not that way inclined. But I did the top five, top ten. I did do quite a bit on really. Um, I just didn't want to post my views too early on. Um, Devin Lloyd was my number one off the, off the back. It's not much between him and him him and the Kobe Dean. Um, but he was my number one um, from Utah. I mean, he is um, one of the most complete linebackers that I've seen for for a while, really, in what he can do. I mean, he finished last year with 110 tackles, as 22 tackles for a loss, eight sacks and four interceptions. So you've got a guy that is um, pretty much doing absolutely everything there. Um, and the Jags need that. Their signing of Foyce de Lucon is paid him a lot of money and he's going to be um, a pretty much every down linebacker. But I think Devin Lloyd is as well. Um, they signed Chad Muma as well, who I really, really liked. Um, and now I don't know what to do with him. I don't know what is going to happen to that poor guy who um, I know Mike Woolhurt, who I listen to a lot, had him as number one linebacker. So he's really confused about what the hell to do with him. Um, but yeah, back to Devin Lloyd. Great pickup for me. And he is number one linebacker because of lots of things. Like I said, he's he's a complete linebacker. And he is also, the landing spot is particularly quite good. Um, Lloyd is going to go very early on draft boards. And rightly so, in my opinion, as I mentioned earlier. Um he does still seem to be going number three in most draft balls behind Hutchinson and Thibodeau. And that's absolutely right. Uh, that's absolutely fine. But it depends on the scoring formats that you're looking at. I think people 
um, in the sack heavy leagues will go for you. They'll go for your edges. Um, but but if it's tackles that you're after and more um, an all round linebacker, I think Devin Lloyd's going to be your guy. Um, yeah. So looking at um, the Jags, the landing spot and, and him going to the Jags, obviously the Jags are a new unit, a new team um, and a new guy. Uh, and they, they are going to be completely different to 2021. But their linebackers in 2021 were absolutely woeful. Damian Wilson, Miles Jack just couldn't get anything done. Um, it just didn't work. Uh, they were poor in coverage. They were poor missed tackle stacks, especially from Wilson. And they played they played two linebackers majority of the time. Um, but in this new line, new look defense, like I said, it, it won't it won't really make any difference. They will be doing exactly the same again. You will see a few three. I'm sure you will. Um, We've got uh, Mike Caldwell is the uh, is in charge of the defense, and he is uh, he was a linebacker coach at Tampa, uh, at Tampa, and he was 15 years I think it was linebacker himself. So linebackers could reign supreme in Jacksonville, and um, yeah, Devin Lloyd is the guy. After him, I went number two was was my man Nakobe Dean, and oh. Oh, Nakobe Dean. He just slipped down that draft board. Um, and it was, he went to pick 83 in round eight. I mean, um, just going back to say that Lloyd went 27th overall to, to the Jags. Um, he wasn't the first linebacker off the board. I'll, ta- I'll talk about him in a minute. But um, yeah, to go to 83 and and in round three, that was that was huge. So why did he fall so far? So far? Reports are saying that it was a pectoral injury. He didn't uh, go for surgery and all this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, that is that isn't what Nakobe Dean said. He has said that he's fit and that's a lot of rubbish and all this kind of stuff, but there must've been something there. There is no smoke without fire. So, you know, you do have to temper expectations when you're picking up the Kobe Dean that he could be missing some time. However, even his landing spot, um, I would still draft him high. I would still draft him high because he is a a fantastic linebacker. And actually at the Eagles, hmm, that is a really quite a good landing spot long-term for him. I mean, you got to look at TJ Edwards. Um, he could end up as a free agent at the end of this year. Uh, one-year deal because he White's on. And Davian Taylor's just not really the guy. So this is N'Kobe Dean's defense potentially is going to be there. And the, so the landing spot's exceptional from that point of view. Um, it's just this first year, whether we're going to see him miss time or not. Um, yeah, it, it's... It's it's crazy. Now, as you know, Brendan, obviously you know I bang on. I'm a big TJ Edwards fan, and I am, but he's not at the level of N'Kobe Dean, just athleticism, uh, nowhere near it. I like TJ Edwards, like I said, and I really like him for this year. I think he is the one. Because um, he's a white coverage, excellent year last year. He's he's the two, but I would tamper your expectations, temper your expectations, because um, N'Kobe Dean, if if he's if he's fit, he's gonna be he's gonna be involved there, and I'm not sure what that means for either of them to be fair. But T.J. Edwards would still be my um, safer play um, in that one. Um, 
Yeah, so in IDP mocks I've done, I've seen him con- I've seen him going between the one five and the one seven after after Thibodeau Hutchinson, Lloyd Hamilton, and Kara Laftis, as we said. So so he's mid first at this moment in time, and I think that's I think that's good a good pickup and good value um, if you're getting him there. Obviously, that's IDP only. You wouldn't you wouldn't pay a mid first for him, but if say it's third round, I think the Kobe Dean is a good a good pickup for you. So just quickly, I know I'm just rambling on about the linebackers, but they kind of come, all three of them are really good to talk about together for me because um, it was quite interesting. The fact that Quay Walker went off, it's, he went 22nd yeah. um, overall to the, to the Packers. Um, disruptive, aggressive and decent in coverage. So <clears throat> again, another guy that can do it all and a great pickup by Green Bay. Shocked. I was a bit shocked that they went linebacker so early. Um, not saying they don't need it. Mm. They do, but they were they weren't bad last season. Devondre Campbell is was excellent, and um, now you've got a plus coverage linebacker that's going to be alongside him. I like it. I like it a lot, and I like I like Quay Walker there. I think that's going to be even more fun to watch. Um, yeah, like those two um, next to each other. I expect him to go. I'm seeing him go one, like I said, uh, sort of seventh off the board out of the defensive players, and um, yeah, so end of the first in that uh, off draft boards. Talking about Green Bay as a defensive unit, um, they went with two back, uh, two linebackers, sixty three percent of the time last season, and the rest was a single linebacker. That is the only scary point to add in here, and that might make him fall slightly when more people sort of realise that. Um, Chris Barnes, Owen Burks, these are the guys that um, that Walker's sort of got beat out and I don't think he's got any problems with doing that. Um, so the only risk is that single linebacker usage for me. That's the only risk. I think Cray Walker is a really good pickup and all three of those, except and the Kobe Dean's the real weird one. If you can afford to hold him, then you can take him wherever you want to take it, you know, take him as high up as you want to take him. If you're looking for somebody to hit the ground running, it might be a little bit of a risk. That's the only thing from the Kobe team. And then therefore I, I get why you might drop out. But yeah, so what's your views on the linebackers, Brian? Have you got any, any ones that stand out in those three that you put, you particularly? Um, yeah. I mean, the, the... I mean the the, the Devon Lloyd, but well, I mean I don't need to say any more about Devon Lloyd because I mean you've you've sort of um, um, yeah, and I think in that too it had that dual sort of setup at the Jags with with Foisade. Um yeah, I mean Quite. I, I, that that should be sort of good fun to watch. Um, on the Eagles side of it, yeah, I think, but it's, it's interesting that if they've picked him up that late and he's you know they can sort of ease him in and you know do they need to you know they can go into the season, maybe not worrying so much about what happens with the, the Edwards sort of contract situation. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I, w- I just wouldn't be surprised if it turned out to be the steal of the draft. If, yeah. but I don't understand. I mean, how can he go? I mean, everybody had him going, well, some people had him going really quite early in the Kobe Dean. And I think definitely like pit in the twenties, 
2013. He was around back end of that first round by pretty much everybody. And some people had him going slightly earlier, but definitely not a day two, um, just dropping out of that first, of the first round. And it, yeah, to, to for everybody to pass on him again was the shocker for me. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why um, they would do that. Even so, they're, they're, there's a lot of teams out there that I felt that really needed linebacker help that just passed on him um, and picked up others. There's some, there's some really good players in behind linebacker wise that I've gone off. Um, yeah. I mean, even just before him, Christian Harris dropped at the Texans at linebacker. Now, I I think that's I think that's remarkable. I like don't don't get me wrong don't get me wrong I really like him but I mean to take him over Devin Lloyd that that late on was um, sorry the Kobe Dean yeah. um, was quite a, was quite a shocker for me and then the Eagles to come and pick him up was like whoa hello um, very very interesting yeah, stuff and the fact that the Eagles were able to slot him in behind you know I mean the first pick that I really liked in, in sort of Jordan Davis as well. Um, yeah, I think um, I, I, I'm I'm already sort of starting to quietly bang on about this Eagles team already a bit like we did last season. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's as you say. I mean, you, you touched on the sort of the was it the, you know the injury concern, and you're like, well, have they have they really you know were were some teams reading more into that than there the was. Um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because the thing is, is, is was it a rumor? Like, you, you get to see teams like, like we did a couple of years ago, and you know everyone's you know, to his hips, knackered, and all the rest of it. But I think a team, if a team's in on a player, especially that early, I mean, the, you know, the the, uh, the dean. It's difficult. Different. It's difficult on draft boards as well because the thing is, is, and like I said about the line, um, about about the quarterbacks. I agree. I know what people say about um, you know your sort of draft stock and where you are where, when they get picked in the third, fourth round and stuff. And then therefore, I've looked at the stats and only X percent make it from that point. And I get that. I really do. But sometimes when you look at those individual drafts, there is a pattern to it, and there is something that slightly happens. The Kobe Deans is quite interesting because I wonder whether like. It was that people passed, and then somebody else passed, and somebody else passed, and then before you know it, like they're they're going, well, we should pass because they know something that yeah. obviously it was really obvious. It yeah. was really obvious that, and I I, I hope I hope um, I hope for Nicobe Dean said there isn't anything, um, you know, that he ha- that he hasn't covered. I I can't see that it is. I just think, yeah, maybe maybe there is an operation that he essentially could have gone for and he may miss some time this year but but okay. as you say i mean because of the landing spot that's not you know that shouldn't okay you know in a, in a redraft and order anything like you that. could you could say like like i've picked out the texans okay you're gonna say that somebody would probably turn around to me and go well yeah but the texans need help now and i totally agree get that absolutely get it absolutely get it and from that point of view yeah absolutely but it's just it's just the value it's just to pass on him um, and if they find out that he was, I mean, some teams are going to have to be kicking themselves if they if they find out that he's he's fit and he comes out there and he's fine. I mean, that is a steal for the Eagles. Mm. So yeah. we'll we'll wait and see on that one. So yeah, that sort of that that concludes what we're going to cover off today. No, you've got one more, haven't you? 
Yeah, we we're just going to. Uh, yeah, so um, Calatis, um It was. Um, I mean, I, I know there was there was a lot of noise from some of the fans out of Arrowhead, sort of banging on about we've got to go into the draft. There's a good, you know, bank of wide receivers there. We've got to go and pick up a, you know, maybe not a ready-made, but we've got to sort of plug the hole left by by Tyreek. Um, and yeah, okay, fair enough, but. I think they've addressed. I, mean, I think they'll have been really pleased to see sort of Big George sort of drop down um, and be able to pick him up at thirty. Because despite, uh, I mean, the, the Chiefs' defense was not great by any standard last season. Um, they had a terrible start to the season. Um, you know, certainly in the first five weeks, they were giving up way too many points. Um, you know, but the, the, the twelve and five record and the offense. Kind of sort of papered over a lot of the defensive cracks. Um, and Nathan and I went back to our, our sort of recent mock draft that we did over the last sort of three weeks. And okay, you've got a 12 and 5 team, but only one defensive player, Nick Bolton, went off and he didn't go off terribly early um, for a variety of reasons, which we won't get into now. Um, there was certainly no sign of, you know, you, you look at what they had at edge last season. Um, Okay, Melvin Ingram are still a little bit up in the air. There's a lot of noise that they're going to sort of bring him back in. And I think there's a good reason for doing that um, because Kalatis is um, arguably not going to be, you know, he's not going to start. Um, you know, they've, okay, on the other side, Frank Clark, well, he finished up DL 98. Um, yeah. There's, there's, yeah, neither of us are particularly interested in, in Frank. So I completely understand, you know, why the Chiefs went in and got him. Like I said, they may have expected someone to take him a little bit early because, as Nate touched on, there was so much noise about a lot of these these edge players coming in, and the feeling was that there were so many teams that were were desperate to improve sort of the pass rush, that needed to improve it. Um, you know, in terms of the player, I mean, you know, good engine, um, good hands. Um, you know, he likes to stalk, you know, he's, he's sort of, he likes to get to, to sort of QBs. Um, and I think was, there was definitely a hole there to plug at, at the Chiefs, as I've said. Um, whether he, uh, I mean, as opposed to, you know, Hutchinson and, and Thibodeau, we've, we've sort of covered mm. off. Um, Not, yeah, I, I suppose yeah. he just doesn't have the same tool set like of those guys, but he's no, just... No, but, I, but as I said to you earlier, I think the interesting thing would be I think they've got to bring Ingram back for that experience. You know, he's still a free agent at the moment and that's a no-brainer because there's just very little, if anything else there, in terms of sort of that, that edge side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, because they, they, they moved Chris Jones around. Chris Jones there, yeah. moved around. Um, and again, yeah, they don't Jones, need to do that. No, Chris Jones was moved around purely because of, of lack of quality options elsewhere across that line. Yeah, I think uh, when Ingram turned up, that was that was when it all sort of like looked better, didn't it, for the Chiefs? Yeah, yeah. So that you know, they given the option to you know for Jones to sort of play just inside of Clark. Mm. Um, but touching on touching on you know the only the, obviously it's a Spags defense and you know linebacker linebacker wise a bit of a bloody nightmare as as you sort of semi touched on the fact that we you know we know stat count uh, the fact that they sort of share it around a bit and there's quite a lot of them and now they've added. Leo Chanel has also joined that group, which I like him. Um, not particularly fond of that landing spot because, again, he goes into that that group of linebackers that it's not going to be great. But Kalafdis, I I like the landing spot because, like you said, there is no one else really that right. I think he could. I really think he can be there, and he could be. 
he could be a bit of a force on on the Chiefs. And I think, yeah, they haven't. They they're crying out for it. They um, who did they took they took uh, was it Corner McDuffie? They took yeah in front of him, didn't they? And then mm-hmm. they took Colaptis. That was it. They had the two uh, Trent Trent McDuffie. Um, yeah, yeah uh, and. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they drafted just quick, just quickly looking at what they totally drafted. They, dra- I thought they drafted quite well. The Chiefs are quite liked it. Obviously, yeah, like I, think, I think generally, and and I think if, um, yeah, I mean the the, the Frank Clark, will he will he come straight? I, I think the simple thing is a lot will in terms of how much he figures next season. I think everything hinges on how well this defense starts. You know, if if they have a sort of week one, two, three, you know, like they did at the start of the twenty one season, um, I don't think they'll they'll hesitate on pulling the trigger and, and bringing him in, you know, to mm. play a, a fair number of snaps early doors, um, basically because he's, he's got the raw tools to do it. Yeah, he just, he and, just and they have no, they have almost no other option really. So um, no. the issue, the issue is against the run though. The issue is against the run and the fact that he will be up against you know. Eckler, Javante Williams, these kind of guys that you just look at and you think, yeah, that's where he's going to sort. But, you know, you'll see him come off the field for that and then the pass rush opportunities there is going to be. Um, yeah, well, This is something this Chiefs defence has got to address this season. They, I mean, they, in terms of sort of the yards they conceded last season, um, you know, to be 27th in the league, they were, they were just too soft. You know, yeah. Way too soft. The teams were getting through them, as you said, way too easily. Um, and, well, I think... Uh, I, I think that there there'll be something around that secondary as well. So I think you'll see. I, I do think you're going to see a bit more fire from them this year. Mm-hmm. I think that they're sort of geared up for for that. Chanel's one of those kind of players as well. You know, he's quite a a mean, mean guy, and it's that that kind of you know, like you said, you've hit you out hit the nail on the head when you talk about him being a, a being a bit more aggressive. And those two guys particularly are are a bit more in your face, and that that could be what you need. And as I mentioned. The players that they're going to be playing, one of those is a Russell Wilson and all that. Yeah, get in his face, get in, get those sacks, push them back, make yeah. them, make them do some, um, make them, make him go long. Um, uh, yeah, so it's going to be, yeah, it's. I think it's a good fit. I, I think it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. This, but yeah, I, the only thing, the only thing is, is that they may have been able to. They're never going to push up too far, but they might have been able to. I do just worry slightly on the run defense a bit for them, just a little bit. I just think that, um, yeah, Kalaftis obviously isn't the guy, so then they don't really address that that issue that they've got. But we'll see. We'll see what they what Spags mixes up in his cauldron. But yeah, we'll see. So yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the guys we're covering off those six. We concentrated on this week. We will. Um, I'm away. I'm away the next two. Really, um, I might try and get something done. The f- not next week, the week after, but we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, and then we're going to have to have a look at uh, what we what our plans are moving into the the real off season, the real draft season, Probably as it all starts to get off. <laughs> It's crazy already. I mean, I've, I've got, um, I've been changing dates on drafts today of the leagues. <laughs> Stupidly, I was like that. I looked at, I looked at when we were drafted on a few of the leagues that I'm running. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I'm meant to be 
Oh, I'm traveling mostly that day. That'll be a bloody nightmare. Um, popular with the so, family. Yeah, I, put, I pushed that back. <laughs> Push that back. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's loads of good content going out at the moment. Uh, again, from from our guys. Um, so yeah, um, but but from us, us, we will be away for the next couple of weeks, and then we'll join you guys again to discuss some some of the up and coming drafts um, and some of the leagues as they start to kick off. Um, and yeah, and then we'll do a bit more. We will do a bit more on rookies once we've, especially on the lower rounds ones. Once we've got, I don't know, the the, the madness is settled. We need the madness to settle at the yeah. moment. Pe- people are whipping off people out of the, taking people off drafts with nothing backing them. Just the fact that they've heard that he's he's a good guy and that looks half a decent landing spot. And you're like, ah, oh, I, I just there needs to be a little bit more thought in it. At this stage, I know some of the some of the guys in the IDP community. Um, I see the Fantasy and Frames guys are just about to get their stuff out. Um, uh, the obviously I'm part of the Industry Rewind crew now, um, so we've been banging out stuff left, right, and centre. Um, but IDP guys, there's loads coming out from them. Mike Wooler and Tom Kislinbury put out their reading read and react stuff um from tom and that that was excellent what he's put together there My, i think mike's macro's uh, macro's put together his big board of, of of players already so he must have been working his ass off to get that done in this time um fair play to those guys um but there's some great stuff if you're if you're getting into idp check out just just get involved sign up for everything get on our get on our stuff but get on their stuff as well and then you know you'll become better for it um, so that really, that's it. You got anything else to add, Bren? No, like you said, I, I think it'd be nice to, I mean, it's, we are into that sort of, you know, from a, a personal point of view, you know, it's, it's holiday season and, and it's nice to be able to go abroad again. Um, so yeah, Nate's got a bit of time, time off. I'm, I'm away sort of end of May, but we'll, we'll do our damnedest to try and, you know, put something together over the, the next sort of, um, sort of couple of weeks. Um, would be quite nice, like you say, now it's just to give it a, a little time, let the dust settle. Um, you know, maybe it would give us a chance to maybe delve down into the draft a little bit sort of deeper. And like you said, have a look at some of those later rounds and, and you know, really see, I mean, you, you touched on one going off the third sort of bit of someone who shouldn't have slipped, but maybe look at, you know, a few really- players that we really like as a bit of hidden talent from from more of a dynasty point of view. Um, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a little list that I'm building. I've got a little list that I'm building, and it's based on. Um, there's a few, there's a few guys that have landed in particular spots that are, are now raising eyebrows to think to yourself, okay, this guy could be the guy. Somebody like Troy Anderson, who's who, who's landed at the Falcons. Um, that's very, very interesting. Alucon's gone. He could step in. Mikael Walker would take a hit if he does. Um, but, but you know, these kind of examples of players where. There's loads to talk about. However, I'm going to do a bit more. I'm going to do more work on these guys uh, before I'm confident to call it to, to try and make a prediction on it because um, it's very much prediction based at the moment. People are just shooting off at this moment in time. But anyway, right, that's us done. Um, yeah, have a great couple of weeks. Um, yeah, and we'll see you when you get back. And remember, keep rushing. See you soon, guys.
HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.